Hello and welcome to another episode of Where's My Freaking Dressing Room, a podcast where we discuss the world of opera and what things are really like backstage. My name's Helen. And my name's Alex. And today we're going to be talking about nepotism. Breakdown of the week. Okay, my turn to start this week. Great. My breakdown was from being out of control. The whole point of being a freelance professional is that we are sort of in charge of the work that we want to do. You know, the work we take, the work we say no to, which is lots of it, obviously, for me. So much comes in all the time. But <laughs> it just got to the stage where the stuff I was doing was totally ruling my life. Uh, and all of them was sort of having negative impacts on the others. And I didn't enjoy any of it. And it was annoying me. <laughs> and I was just like, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? This is all dumb. You know, one of them was artistically satisfying, but then because the other things were having such a negative impact on them, uh, I couldn't really give my time to it or anything or, or, you know, give it give it what it was worth. So, yeah, just feeling tossed about, I suppose, you know, from from thing to thing, yeah. person to person, uh, engagement to engagement each day. Uh, so that, yeah. What did you do? What did I do? I just cancelled and pulled out. I was like, yeah, ruthless. <laughs> a worthwhile lesson. Yeah, exactly. If in doubt, pull out. Pull yeah. out. It rhymes. Oh, my God. <laughs> Watch out for New Year, babies. <laughs> if in doubt, pull out. Yeah, there's a there's a CD undertone to that, I'm sure. Whatever. Let's just go with that. That's my breakdown. Over to you, Helen. Woohoo. My breakdown comes from another of my bad habits. Love that we're just sharing all our bad habits with our beloved listeners. Um I have a really bad habit of comparing myself with other people and often particularly actually like working with singers I often am comparing myself to other singers not just in terms of like in the rehearsal room like how they are vocally how they work with the music but just as people and like you know sometimes people will talk about the fact that they're really evening people and they're night owls and and so you know when it's showtime they have all the zest and zeal they would want to go out and give a good performance whereas for me I'm a morning person I love the morning I like to get up and go with the day and I'm normally quite tired by like 2 p.m <laughs> uh, so like you know I'm there and I'm like maybe this isn't for me you know, maybe I'm not meant to be doing this. And like we talked about with Kevil when we had uh, the chat about knowing lots of repertoire. And, you know, you've got singers that know all these operas, do the minutiae bar. They, they can sing almost every bar of it. I'm not like that. I know other repertoire, orchestral repertoire, choral repertoire and some opera. And so I was there kind of like, maybe this isn't for me. And so you know, in all these areas of comparison, I was just a bit, you know, I don't really like wearing high heels. <laughs> and I know it sounds really petty. <laughs> I know it sounds really petty, but it does make you kind of feel a bit like, you know, maybe this isn't the right thing for me to be doing. And as a result, you're just just questioning yourself all the time. And so like, yeah, it, it really kind of made me like doubt myself for a little while. But then you know, I'm just trying to remind myself that literally like every singer is so different. Yeah. Every single person in this industry is so different. And all of the paths to any kind of career in this industry are, again, so, so, so different. And it's like really comparison is just so incredibly unhealthy. And I am trying to not like stop, but, you know, when I start doing that, recognize it and be like, you know what you're doing. 
maybe maybe let's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's very good. Breakdown of the week. On to today's episode. We're going to be discussing nepotism. It's not necessarily the easiest thing to deal with in our industry, and it has some negative connotations, we would say. But we want to give you two big kind of themes as to how we can approach nepotism in this industry and make it for each of us as artists more of a positive rather than a negative. So we're going to talk about firstly, using your connections, and secondly, how to create your luck. So I think the first positive which we really want to talk about is if we have these connections, use connections to your advantage. I'm not uh, ashamed or embarrassed to say that a lot of, uh, uh, whether it be singing jobs or tutoring jobs or whatever roles I've got are partly to do with the connections that I have. And I have, I've sort of made those connections very deliberately. And, you know, someone has said to me, oh, I know that they're putting on this opera and I know that they'll be looking for a young countertenor fresh out of music college, bing, bing. Uh, <laughs> and uh, you, should, you should just chat to them. Yes. And then thank you to that person for facilitating a chat. I get in touch. I say, oh, well, I hear you're doing this. Yeah. I'm the perfect match for you. They say, wow, you you really could be the perfect match. Let's let's get you in for an audition. Yeah. And, you know, immediately. Yeah. That's massively helped. Yeah. Because, and I, sorry, no, please. No, I was going to, it's massively helped because, well, they're listening with different ears. 100%. Yeah. And I think from my end and something we've talked about in the past in terms of connections is that I've been so kind of uh, afraid to talk to certain people. And I think the crazy thing is actually, I've been in the room with a lot of people that could have like benefited my career, but I'm so nervous to figure out what to say or who to talk to that these opportunities pass me by. And I think I'm thinking about a lot of this with a different perspective now, being a bit older, understanding a bit better the industry that I'm in, but it's that idea of we shouldn't be afraid to approach these people. If you're in the room with somebody that you know is, yeah casting an opera or is is part of a company or is a repetitor that you've always wanted to work with what is the harm of just you know having a conversation having a chat it doesn't have to be a direct ask it doesn't have to be you know anything that you feel isn't isn't you or, or who you are or what you artistically stand for but what's the harm in a conversation and and yeah making making the use of the connections you have I think that's exactly it and like I think a lot of people think of it in terms of, oh, well, why? I, I don't want someone to come up to me at a party and be like, hello, I want to audition for this role with you and here's my business card. It's like, we don't mean that. Come on now. Just yep. having a normal conversation with someone and yep. they're like, oh, what do you do? It's like, well, I'm a fabulous mezzo-soprano. <laughs> Didn't you know? <laughs> <laughs> How could you possibly not know? Yeah. You know, just talking about anything, skirting around whatever yeah and, yeah and just having a normal conversation but they all recognize your face yes and they've seen you before and you've, you've had some common ground before and that really it goes a long long way in in this kind of work so i think yeah that first major point we're saying is like don't be afraid use those connections if you can if you're in the right place if you're there at the right time you know make the most of of what's in front of you yeah right and i think we've also chatted about this before in a previous episode this idea that it is kind of a learnt and practiced behavior yeah so again i'm very much not ashamed to say that like i grew up being 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 taught how to make small talk with people yeah. to be honest with with people that i don't know yep. uh, and being able to i don't know talk about an article ha 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 hilarious god listen yeah. to me i'm such a <laughs> so and so uh but you know it's a practice behavior and it's ingrained in me so yeah. if you're not used to it 
you know it's harder yeah you're steps. looking at me with like really big eyes there it's, it's like, hard if you're not used to it and yeah at the end of the day i'm not used to it it's not something i was taught it's not something i knew how to do at all and i would say what uh i'm 29 now it's taken me at least 10 years 15 yeah to work out how to talk to people uh with whom i have no common ground and i think you know again it's a shame because it does make this industry uh, hard in some ways to open up in terms of inclusivity because a lot of the people that perhaps we want to talk to are from a certain uh, social class and background that people might feel it's hard to approach but I think the second thing that we wanted to kind of talk about in line with this is that one should never feel uncomfortable when trying to make these connections I think there's really a way that everybody can kind of take these ideas and make them work for you now whether it's you're at a concert and you see somebody that you want to know and talk to and you know all it is is you're at the bar in the interval and you're talking about the music you just heard that's the kind of thing that we're talking about and I think for lots of us that really care about this music in this and this industry actually talking to another person about you know the heart of it the music hopefully I love doing that yeah it shouldn't be that difficult however if that's not for you use social media to your advantage if you're the kind of person that's quite uh, used to, to god I sound so old if you're quite used to Twitter tweeting twatting twatting yeah yes. I mean it's like if, if Twitter Instagram Facebook whatever is your preferred method of communication then use that to your advantage could you get in touch with I don't know the, the casting director of a, of a production that you've just seen saying that you really enjoyed it that this you know was your favourite personal highlight whatever but I think something that's really important for us as we make these points is don't be doing things that make you feel uncomfortable. Oh gosh, no. no. Don't be doing things that you feel could compromise mm-hmm, yourself. Mm-hmm. It's about, okay, I, I want to try and approach this person. How, how could that be possible? And those are just two small examples of, of ways that it might, you know, work to your benefit. Or like say, for me, something I'm really thinking about at the moment is like getting two people through another person, like a friend of a friend. Yes. And... Um, I've always been kind of nervous to do it but as we're getting a bit older and I I feel a bit more maybe confident in myself I'm like yeah maybe I'm going to ask this person to introduce me to that person and hopefully through that middle party we can gain some common ground that's very good also I think it's happened to me like once or twice where (laughs) someone has been like hi sorry I'm messaging you out of the blue so and so gave me your number I'm like bing I'm famous (laughs) I love that yeah and so I assume other people would love it equally as much as I do (laughs) you're all passing on your number because you're so great um you know just to message someone be like yeah so and so mentioned that uh I should get in contact with you because we have this common ground or whatever hi yeah making that connection and then you know you, it, it can go from there, can't you? Yeah. Because you immediately have someone or something to talk about. 100%. Which is nice. So the only thing we're really fearing in this case is like, like as in it's like, what could you lose? Dignity. No, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> no. No, I'm joking. You can't joking. lose anything. That's the point. No, yeah, There's nothing yeah, exactly. to lose. Oh, useless. Yeah. But, you know, giving it the best go that you can. And then I think there was a third point we wanted to kind of make in this vein. Uh, yes. Use... Use a business brain in this respect. So, you know, as freelance artists, we are small businesses. We got to mm-hmm. start approaching it as like, of, of course, it's art that we love and we want to do an, do the opera proud or the role proud or whatever. But like, come on, we are businesses. We got to make this work for yep. us. We got to live by it. So picking strategic people mm-hmm. to talk to mm-hmm. and talking to them in a, in a way that will engage them mm-hmm. and in a manner that's not uncomfortable for them as well so yes. you know if you are a business person you know mm-hmm. in the city the big apple 
then you might not go up to a CEO and be like, Oi, mate, do you want a drink? Mm-hmm. Wow, I've never spoken like that in my life. Cute. You'd say, mm-hmm. oh, let's arrange a business lunch. Yeah, oh, Maybe, yeah. M- yeah, you know. <laughs> business lunch, yeah, yeah. That's what they call it, right? A business yeah. lunch. <laughs> you know, they call it a working lunch, but I love it. Business <laughs> lunch. <laughs> Yes, yeah. just something sensible. Yes. Where and it's a comfortable place for both of you yeah. and it's appropriate for both of you. Yeah. You know, just be savvy and sensible, I yeah. think that's yeah. what I'm saying. I think as well we were saying like with with loads of situations I love it, which is calling it business because we're so like <laughs> what is business? But I think in business, um you end up in these situations where yeah, maybe you want to work with somebody or you want somebody to be a client or you want to build a relationship with somebody, which is exactly the same as what we're trying to do. And in building that relationship, you go for a coffee, you you go for an after work drink, you go for a lunch, whatever that might be, and that kind of primes the beginnings of that working relationship. And in a way, I think certainly from my end and yours as well, we're looking to do the same thing now. It's like finding the people that we know that can help us and priming some of those relationships. Because often, and I am absolutely guilty of this still, um, I kind of think of our industry and I'm like, you know, when I'm good enough, I will get the Mm. part. When I am absolutely appropriately good enough, it will be me. And actually in lots of cases, you know, yes, all the, singers and artists and creatives it's you know they're fantastic the products being put out are fantastic but often there are a lot of relationships that have been built prior to the casting that really do aid and assist the the outcome and the product and I think you know somebody was giving me some advice and was very much like you know before you walk into that uh casting room you want people on the panel to already know who you are Mm -hmm. because it aids so much what you put forward in that audition and for me i'm really thinking about that now like how could they know me before how can i make that happen how can i have put my ideas my creative spirit in front of them in advance yes and you know a final point on this is that obviously in an audition scenario they will hear you for i don't know five minutes ten minutes however long the audition is and they won't get to see the whole range of your personality so if you have managed to make even a small connection with someone before even chatted about an article even chat about whatever it doesn't matter they're seeing another side of you that cannot possibly be presented while you're singing your handle aria yeah absolutely yeah that's exactly the conversation that was being had like when you present i mean let's be honest auditions now five minutes probably max right, if you're lucky yeah, yeah exactly. it's the speed of light and 90 percent of the now bloody audition videos yeah so it's even less time so yeah actually making these advanced connections are crucial yeah. in what we're trying to because if if you and the director have a favorite book in common or something cute that's a that's a plus <laughs> normal yeah, people I know. <laughs> very good Sally Mooney. oh no i need one to suggest now as well um, <laughs> He's never a little read life by Yohanya Yanagihara. Really, Fuck, really, <laughs> really. Yeah, that's it's so good. Okay. So good. Brilliant. Oh, Eleanor Ferrante. There we go. Done. This is a call for Helen Daniels to costuming once again. This is a call for Helen Daniels to costuming. Moving on then. So we've kind of offered three ideas about using your connections. So don't be afraid, don't feel uncomfortable and employ your business brain. So then in the second half of this episode, we kind of wanted to talk about creating your own luck. And this segment has come from my partner's father, who is very much a businessman. Um, We were talking about 
my industry and how it works and a lot of the things that I do and I was explaining kind of my situation how you know I feel like I'm auditioning for lots of things and I'm not quite getting anywhere and I'm not really sure what's the next step where am I going to go and he suggested that I read uh this book okay basically can't remember the name of the book but what we're going to do is once I've remembered we'll put it on uh our socials we'll put it in the episode description so don't fret guys you're going to get this book I promise Jamie's dad gave me this book and it was about creating your luck and um I was a little bit skeptical reading it at first, but actually the kind of, or at least the four main principles I'm taking from it, I feel are quite pertinent to what it is that we're doing as as singers. So we're gonna go gonna go through and give us give us all some. Drop in. Hi. Um, okay. Uh, how I've translated it at the very least um, is be more relaxed. Is the first principle, um, and the idea, and I really understand the idea, is that. Um, when a person is more relaxed, they walk into an event, a space or whatever, and they see the opportunities that are in front of them rather than walking into a space with this one idea in mind, thinking, okay, I have to go in here. I have to get this thing. That's what I have to do. And it means, you know, if one does that and is very kind of like, it has to be this, you kind of close yourself off to other potential opportunities. You're not able to see what is actually in front of you because you're so busy trying to force something that you want. And I'm very aware that's something I do quite a lot. I will go to events, concerts, meetings, whatever, because I'm like, it has, I have to get this out of the meeting. And I'm so dogged about being like, this is the thing I must get. That I wonder who have I not met because I was so desperate to do this thing? Who have I not spoken to? What are the connections I haven't made? What are the ideas I haven't come up with? because I've been so desperate to do this one particular thing, which actually in the end might not even benefit me that much, you know? And so the idea is to be a bit more relaxed and more open to what's in front of you. Look at the opportunities that are actually facing you rather than desperately trying to force something that potentially isn't actually an option or or workable. Do you know what I mean? Oh yeah, absolutely. That's hard though, isn't it? Well, I think both both of us sort of, you know, if you want something, it's yeah. like, well, I'm going to get it. Yeah. Like, that's not a question. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so you will do everything you can to get that. Yeah. And it's about like having having the peripheral vision as well. Yeah. And I think like really, you know, it's good to have goals. and We're really big on goals. But actually like sometimes in being so fastidious about, you know, getting this one goal, maybe that's not actually even right for you. And like in blocking yourself off to other opportunities ideas or whatever you might not even end up anywhere because it's like really your path should have gone in this direction and you didn't allow it and now you're just still kind of fussing about this thing that actually isn't even going to work for you so i i really i am trying to be more relaxed it's going okay so she's far. really relaxed right now everyone <laughs> her shoulders are touching her ears like, um, uh, i am trying and um i'm trying to to kind of be better at looking at what's in front of me rather than forcing certain things so that that was kind of like principle number one mm-hmm. principle number two so many to go um was to be open to new things and new experiences again something alex and i really struggle with i don't know what you mean <laughs> uh, basically this book was like be all the things you're not and i was like perfect <laughs> i'm ready but again the idea was like do things you haven't done before experience things you haven't experienced before because it was like who knows who you might meet what you might do how you might feel how your ideas might change in just trying something different whether that be 
I don't know, say you never go to the theater and you decide to go to the theater or say you uh, never like open water swimming and you decide for the first time to go and swim in a pond, whatever, I don't know. Um, but just trying new things and trying in a way, it's it's similar to the first point, but like to be open to new people too. And I do appreciate that is something that's a bit harder as we get older because, you know, we very much kind of started to build our social circles and we're kind of building familiarity because we like what's safe and we like what we know but certainly in terms of a career perspective and a and a you know future of your artistic life perspective what what harm can it do you to know more people in more little industries in more potential pies and pockets whatever that could help you in the future what like what's the harm in that mm, it's tough i hate new people i hate <laughs> meeting new people so much it's so i find it, it's so much effort i have to be i'm like i have wow. to show my best self which yeah. is ridiculous and yeah. Uh, yeah i i am very much trying as well to get used to as you said, you know, it's a new cast every time. Yeah. So, of course, it's going to be a bunch of new people. And you don't need to be their best friends. No. But, you know, make an effort. Uh, you yeah. Don't, you know, or or don't, don't be standoffish and rude because then, you know, they might then be doing another job and be lacking in a countertenor or something. And, yeah. you know, if they've really enjoyed working with you and you've made some sort of connection, then they'll suggest you. you 100%. Know? Or, like, I mean, you know, to go even, like, more outside of the circle than that, like, say... You go to a chess evening. Cool. I don't know. And like everyone's playing chess and have a great time. And you've never played chess before. And then you get talking to someone and it it turns out like his aunt is, uh, you know, running like a small opera program. Tony Papano. Yeah. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? And the idea was like, just be open because you never know. And I was thinking a bit about the fact that obviously given the pandemic, given what we've all gone through, we are all craving familiarity, rightly so. But maybe we could just you know every once in a while and actually in the book it was like once a week you need to like do a new thing and so I think it it asked you to like write a a list of things that you've never done before but you would consider doing and then you had to roll a dice and whatever it said like whatever number it was was the thing that you had to do that week wow yeah yeah that is really good yeah uh, I'm thinking about it yeah don't do it (laughs) (laughs) like today I'll drink fizzy water yeah Um, yes, I do know uh, a lawyer friend, actually, who, oh, yeah. well, he he hates playing golf. He hates playing tennis, that oh, sort yeah. of thing. But he's like, they are they are places to meet people. They yeah. are new things. It's a whole new set of people to get money from. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> but that, you know. Law. Sorry, to work with. There we go. Yeah. But, it, you know, he challenges himself. And yeah. he's, he's very good at that. And I he, think that's it, isn't yeah. it? Like, uh, maybe not like challenging, but just being like, hey, what if? Yes, yes. And what's, like, because I think for us as people, we're so nervous about not being good enough at stuff. Mm. So it's like, well, I can't possibly play tennis because it's I'm not the best. And it's like, fuck's sake, come on. You know, break those walls. Let's just go and have a laugh. Like, who knows? I'm changing. Okay, and then the third one, which I think is is absolutely pertinent, and like we were talking about this as we prepped the episode, uh, building and maintaining a social network, which kind of came in two halves. The first half was um, really ties into this: new people. You know, you need to build this network, so it involves meeting the, you know, seeing who's casting for what these various houses are, and kind of thinking to yourself how could I get to that person? Because I, and again, in this book, it talked about, I think it's the four person or the seven principle rule, which again, we've talked about before. Um, You are never that far away 
from the person that you want to talk to. And it might involve going through a person of a person of a person, but you know, if then you employ that, yeah. but no, yeah. you, you, you've made it to Donald Trump people and now I'm president. <laughs> yes. But that's the logic of like, okay, I, I would really love to, to talk to this person about whatever. And it's not impossible. Mm-hmm, so that's mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. the first half of building that uh, strong network. And then the other half is maintaining. Mm. So the idea of keeping in touch with people. Now, I think as a, a caveat to a lot of what we're saying is like, I know it's stressful in our lives to try and keep in touch with everybody and to be, you know, on the socials and to be on the phone and to be meeting up for coffees and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, we've talked about burnout. So we're not sitting here saying, drive yourself to the brink on doing all of these things. It was more like, these are suggestions, ideas. And I think none of these ideas are bad, but it's, you know, everything uh, in, in... Moderation. Thank you. Yes, exactly that. So I think for me maintaining a strong network i really do try and keep in touch with a lot of people but it does take a lot of time it's very consuming and so if somebody's falling out of your network for a few months it's not the end of the world it happens to everybody as we kind of go through our lives but in a way what this book was saying is what's the harm in picking up the phone after a few months yeah saying hello that's very good and again in its challenging way what it said to do was to like get your phone book or whatever like scroll through it yeah it (laughs) it is quite old book but like you know go through it and just at random pick up the phone and be like hey it's been however long how are you whatever wow we wow yeah and i mean maybe in this world that's not something we're doing so much but perhaps i don't know it's in the form of a tweet or an instagram dm you know like whatever your method of communication is and um I would say for me, that's probably the hardest one. Yeah. I, I, was at, the same. I was actually, I was at a concert the other day and uh, a director I'd worked with was sitting right in the throw, right in front of me. His head was really annoying, actually. It was so big. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. Um, Making and, contacts. <laughs> and rather than saying anything, I was like, oh my God, there's the yeah. director. Like we got on very well and it was great, but I was like, don't want him to see me. Huh? Yeah. Uh, which, which was the opposite thing that I should have done. Really, I should have... Ooh, bumped into him in the interval or at the end, you know, yeah. with five minutes to go in the interval, the perfect yeah. time. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, you're here. Hi. Yeah. Uh, just to, so that if he were to need a countertenor again, he's, he's like, oh yeah, yeah you're Alex. in the front of his memory. Yeah, right. 100%. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just thinking back to a job I used to work, um, a particular conductor, really his method of, of picking and casting was who did he remember the most recently yeah Yeah. who had i seen in the last kind of week so if you are able to kind of put yourself in that position where you are at the forefront of someone's mind that's no bad thing Mm. and i think it's important to think about like a lot of the things we're talking about here you know building your luck through all of these methods in a way it's 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 part of the job and so you need to think when you're at these concerts and if you're thinking in this particular mindset you're working yes yes so when you come home and the next day you probably are going to feel quite tired it's because you've just worked that whole evening you've been in let's say business brain Mm, business mode mm -hmm, connections mm. mode so give yourself some time to chill out to kind of decompress to to feed your soul in whatever way suits you because I, i i think what i'm nervous about is offering all of this information and being like you have to be shiny and wonderful and spangly every single time you leave the house it's like that's not what we're saying here you know it's it's more if an opportunity presents itself for you to build these connections see this as time on the job yeah see this is working time and therefore you need to think later in the week or whatever when am i going to get my rest time yeah you know the reward time for 
the work time I've just put in there. No, I think that's absolutely right. And also, you know, okay, say you go to an event or something to switch off and unwind and you've done that very deliberately you can also choose okay there's someone there I'm actually like I really need a break yeah and you can let it go or you can think okay I'm just gonna take the 10 minutes to switch back on again and then I'm gonna switch off yeah I think I I do think it needs to be quite a deliberate thing because then you're that person I hate these people all of you know who you are (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, you know, you you bump into them at a show or something and they are so clearly on, networking, on networking all mode. the time. And, and, you know, or or I go to a show with someone mm-hmm. and they're a different person because they're on the lookout for who they can spot. Yeah. And it's like, well, you could have warned me that yeah, you're at work. That's not really evening. what I came for. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 who yeah, are yeah. you? I yeah. hate you right now. Yeah. So, but that's great that they're doing that. Yes. Nevertheless, I just don't like them. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, you know who you are, Dennis. <laughs> yes. And then the final point from the book, which again, all of these go against my core instincts, but it's to expect good luck. And we were talking about this in the context of things like auditions, which you know we're doing all the time. I never in my life have walked into an audition and been like, I'm going to get this role. Never. And I think that's not the right attitude. I need to walk in and be like, this role's mine. I'm just going to show them still that I'm absolutely the right person for this role. Because you see some people who are so primed for auditions and they just walk in and they have this air of kind of confidence and grace. And I'm looking at them and I'm like, how the bloody hell are you doing it? Mm. And it's because they're there telling themselves the part is mine. Yeah, of course. And I think, yeah, in line with that, this guy kind of says like, try with some positive affirmations, you know, kind of saying things to yourself like just like that this part is mine or like I deserve this part and good things are going to happen to me today whatever I don't know um but also kind of thinking about in your life in general can you be more positive in your mental attitude I suppose would be the thing and again another thing it was saying which I really struggle with is like say my situation is not exactly what I want Mm. I can look at it and be like okay at least it's not X. Yes. Yeah. And and I do find that hard to do because I just sit there and I'm like, where was me? I didn't get the part mm. I auditioned for. Blah, blah, blah. But it's like, hey, but at least I'm having the time. I've had the time to come out to the UK early. I don't know. And like spend time with my loved ones yeah, and recharge my batteries. And actually like I'm singing better than I was six weeks ago. And you're fluent in German. And we all hate you. For yeah, that. Yeah, so. yeah, <laughs> right? yeah. So thinking about it in that way, trying to be a bit more... Uh, yeah, just just positive in how you approach things. I, I don't know how you feel about that's that. That's a very, it's so hard to say. <laughs> My goody goodness. Yeah. But yeah, so, uh, uh, a couple of people have told me that actually. Yeah. Just be like, well, what else would you be doing? Yeah. Like if you had that job that you'd auditioned for, would you would you be able to do these nice things that you're doing now? Yeah. You know, even if that's like, I don't know, being able to have a weekend away. Yeah. I wouldn't be able to do that if I was tied into the stupid opera house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be such a pain. <laughs> uh, but you know, yeah. I'm enjoying myself. Absolutely. Um, and let myself enjoy myself rather than when I'm doing these things, being like, ugh, wish I wasn't doing that. Yeah, yeah. Which, is, which is ludicrous. And I, yeah, like in a way, it's like that kind of expecting good luck kind of feeds back into everything. So it's like, if you're considering going and having a conversation with somebody you haven't met, you know beforehand you're telling yourself it's going to be a good conversation mm-hmm, like it's mm-hmm. going to be a productive thing and and again because i think we're so anxious and it does make mm-hmm. you doubt a lot but if you're able to kind of tell yourself well, it's going to be a good conversation there's it, i don't know there's something about it that gives you an upswing Do yeah like, of course right? and also yeah, if someone imagine if someone came up to you and was like hi um 
I'm I'm blah blah and really nice to meet you. I'd be yeah. like, go away, get out of my face yeah, now. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't say that obviously, but I just wouldn't. I would. I wouldn't engage. Yeah. Whereas if someone comes up to me like, oh hi, I'm yeah. blah blah blah. Yeah. You don't have to be cocky and arrogant. Obviously, please let's not do that. But just back yourself. Yeah, uh, yeah. Could you see my phrase there? Back. Oh, yourself. sorry, everyone. No. Yeah, Helen's phrase. <laughs> but like, be self assured. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, just like I, I wanted to come and talk to you. Here I am. Mm-hmm, you know, let's mm-hmm. do it. And I, I, I again, I'm trying. <laughs> in every possible way to expect good things but um yeah i'll let you know i'll let you know when it works out in 10 years time everyone (laughs) all cast all cast this is your five minute call repeat all cast all cast this is your five minute call well, thanks so much for listening, guys. As always, we'd love to hear from you. So please get in touch with your thoughts, comments, and ideas on what you've heard. How can people get in touch with us, Alex? I think maybe an email is nice. Uh, our email address is where's my freaking dressing room at gmail.com. Of course, we also have our beautiful website. The address is www.wheresmyfreakingdressingroom.com. We're also on social media. You can catch us on Instagram at dressingroompod. Facebook forward slash dressing room pod or Twitter at dressing room PO1. Don't forget to like and subscribe and give us a beautiful five star review. Join us in the new year for an episode on the culture of fear. In the meantime, have a Merry Christmas. Bye. Bye.